There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable MCP players to see if they could give something more to the community. The Christmas Present Initiative. Over the holidays, we'll be providing what we are calling the 18 Days of Christmas. We will bring on a different guest every single episode to talk about a different affiliation. And we're going to start off this one with Jacob interviewing Utility Cookie. Hello and welcome to a Danger Room Roster of Christmas mini episode, this time featuring Convocation and our star guest we've chosen to come and tell us all about how Convocation play in the new world is uh, Dave Dernauden, also known as Utility Cookie. How are you, Dave? How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Jacob. How are you? Yeah, very well. Just in case people aren't aware of you, do you want to tell us a little bit about the kind of uh, things you've been doing in our community recently? Uh, sure. Yeah, I... I write some articles on Across the Bifrost uh, covering affiliations. Uh, uh, I've stopped doing it for a bit because there were, there were talks about uh, a new version of Marvel. So uh, I was waiting on the new rules to drop for starting starting start to write some more articles. So I'll be getting uh, into that again. Uh, so you can find my articles over there. Brilliant. They're always a great read. And if you haven't seen them, listener, then and go and listen to them. They're, they're really good. Uh, so I've asked you to have a look at Convocation. I wanted to start with a broad question of like, how did Convocation go about winning the game? What's their game plan? What do you think? Uh, in my opinion, they are uh, attrition into control. So you try to remove some key models of your opponent fast. Uh, and afterwards, try to... Uh, out control them through your very good models <laughs> in affiliation. Well, I guess let's get straight into that. Um, so, what do you think of the like? The, what's your core for your list? What are the most taken models that you're going to be playing most often? Yeah, well, that's that's also like a, a strong part of of um, convocation, right? They uh, they don't have a set leader, so uh, you. I mean, if you look at Old Cap, uh, he was uh, a tax for Avengers if you wanted to, uh, sure. yeah, to yeah. take him. Uh, so if Convocation had a bad leader model, sort of, so to say, you will, they will also always feel like a tax, but they're super flexible. So you can take characters that you think are best for the, for the matchup and never be uh, bogged down by a, a leader that might not be as great there. So uh, they can have a flexible core, but... The core I like to uh, use often is uh, uh, the new uh, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, uh, Mordo, and Doctor Voodoo. Okay, so uh, yeah, Voodoo is a great character. Strange is uh, if you're going for attrition, he's yeah, he's the damage focused Strange. So that totally makes sense. I guess Mordo is the one that stands out there as being the slightly weird one that maybe some people haven't considered. Do you want to dig into Mordo a little bit more? What's he doing for you? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, well, like you said, Strange and, and Voodoo are, are pretty strong and good characters for their point values, uh, which often uh, paints a big target on their head. Uh, so if you make one of them a leader, um, uh, they, they're going to go down probably in the game. So you're losing the leadership. Uh, Mordo is often seen as the, the, the less lesser character, maybe. Uh, but he enables a lot of stuff for me. So, uh, he's my back point setter. So he has range four attacks. Um, so I like to put the leadership on him. Uh, and he supports the team uh, from the back or from the flanks if it's a, a C-shaped uh, crisis. Uh, and he opens up some uh, real good damage for Strange or 
or Zemo by adding uh, some extra attack dice. That's mm, basically okay. the, the core use I have for him. And he has a great spender where he gives uh, gives out uh, incinerate and poison. Uh, he can hex on his uh, on his uh, builder attack, uh, and he can spread the uh, the poison incinerate, uh, which some people might uh, forget that you can also spread those off of dazed characters because you're not targeting them. Mm, yep, it's totally true. Uh, so I thought that was a really interesting inclusion in your in your core. Um, so who do you think are the other characters that you're like? Man, I'm really excited to get these on the table for convocation. Uh, well. Can never leave home without Zemo, if you're <laughs> going, <laughs> if you're well, going for attrition. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess probably actually before we do that, we should segue and just talk quickly about Ironbound books. That's the oh, best convocation tactics card, right? Yeah, it. Um, l- when they were first spoiled, uh, the first comment was like, and I had the same like, oh man, their their physical defense is so low, it's going to be so bad for them. But then with this card, uh, I mean, they're maybe one of the more tanky affiliations. Be- uh, uh, because of it, uh, if you yeah. uh, time your cards right, because uh, their defensive tech gets turned on from Strange, and and they all have great Mystic defense. Uh, Zemo also has some good Mystic defense, so that also plays in the, into that part. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what I was uh, where I was where I was coming from is to tie that in now because all of these characters we're going to talk about uh, they're seen through a lens of you're playing Ironbound books probably every game. And so you're looking for characters who've got a better mystic defense than they have a physical defense so that you can, you're not penalized, or at least you're getting some synergy there. Yeah. Or maybe they've got some specific tech, like uh, even uh, Ultron doesn't make the list, but maybe he's a consideration. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Zemo we like. We know what he does. He does a lot of damage. He hands out rerolls, and he's got a higher mystic defense than he has any of his others. So that seems good. Uh, what about in affiliation? Uh, in affiliation, uh, I would always take Ancient One. She's just great. She has the, st- yeah. the stagger on her spender. Uh, she can uh, attack round one by moving, porting up, and attacking, which is very good if you want to go for an attrition list. Uh, Strange Two can do the same. Uh, so that's a strong combination of two characters already attacking round one, probably dazing someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and another consideration uh, that I would always take is uh, is magic. She, uh, if I have to comp- compare for people that don't know her, she's in, in, in affiliation Valkyrie, uh, in the sense that uh, she has this about the same damage output, in my opinion. She doesn't have to throw, but uh, she has some. She's a good spender. And she's pierced on her attack, and she's mobile with her uh, play superpower, and she also has some uh, defensive tech for uh, the mystic uh, side. Yeah, blades builder on a three threat—that's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, so you've got there's just five then, so you've got a lot of space for unaffiliated characters. So when you talk, so we've talked about Zemo already. What about your other four you've got there? Uh, well, I, the way I like to build is always include at least one two threat um, and in the co- case of convocation because they're I'm le- leading more into the attrition part I, I often like to have priority with them so I don't need a second two threat like I usually do mm-hmm. in other rosters if I want to go super wide for, for example. Gotcha. Uh, so I, I really like bullseye he's um, just great um, I think he was pretty good as a three uh, Maybe not the best, but he was good. <laughs> I think, yeah, not a popular opinion there, but carry on. Yeah. Well, I, I like the, the, the auto damage you can do. It's like you're guaranteed the damage, so that's that's 
that's great. I have so many games where I need to do one damage and do no damage. Well, just... I mean, his his trouble was that his uh, builder was a builder rather than a gainer, wasn't it? And by switching right. to a gainer, it makes him more reliable. Yes, yes, for sure. So uh, he was he was. Well, I said good, but he was okay-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think clearly, you're full of the Christmas spirit. You're being very generous. Yes, exactly. Uh, for a two threat, I think he's very good. Uh, uh, what he what he brings to the table. I've played him often now, and uh, for two threat, having that damage output that he has, and uh, I mean, he has four health, but uh, he can uh, can uh, get away with his. Uh, I don't know what it's called, a superpower, but he can move away short, deal damage. Mm -hmm. um, and if you daze him, uh, you have enough power to do an automatic three damage, which I also like, by using a spender. And then maybe you roll good, so they don't have to spend power, but you can spend the power and then do a normal attack and also deal an auto damage. So that's guaranteed three damage. So if someone is on three health left, they're dead. So that's pretty good. Yep, agreed. Uh, who else we got? Uh, I really like Hood. Uh, but maybe that's more personal personal taste. I like well, the rapid fire. Do you want to talk through some of the synergy with the uh, reroll side of the leadership? Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, on on hood, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hood has uh, um, uh, rapid fire, so you trigger it often. If you park Zemo next to him, you get two rapid fire. You get two rerolls on rapid fire attacks. Um, so that's that's pretty good. You could take I, I didn't bring it in in this roster, but you could take uh, Hood's Gang. That's another reroll, so uh, your characters become super consistent for uh, attrition, which is really good. And he brings the heal, which is my main reason why I, I bring him often. His healing mm -hmm. is so good. Yep, agreed. Yeah, I played a lot of Strange, and uh, healing three feels really yeah, good. Yeah, it's re great. Yeah. Uh, and then we got two more. Yeah, uh, which are uh, Loki and. Uh, well, yeah, I won't get to. Uh, I really like Loki um, for the Black Order matchup. He really screws over Thanos with the uh, uh, the, the bubble, so to say, making uh, powers more uh, expensive. He has four Mystic Defense, which combined with I'm a God is really good. Um, yeah, and he's a great attrition piece if you uh, strike with I'm a God and boost it with Mordo. He's basically a mini Corvus, in my opinion. Uh, got to ask the question now. Are you taking a gem on Loki? Um, no, but you could, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It, it it makes your roster more, your list more narrow. And Loki with a space gem is is really strong. Opens up some extract plays. So yeah, you could for sure. Mm -hmm. And then your last slot. Um, I have Scarlet Witch here, but it could just as well be Maul. Um, I can cover why uh, I prefer yeah, yeah. one of the other, maybe. A Scarlet Witch is more consistent in the long run because she can count skulls as successes. So her output is more consist consistent over rounds. Uh, but I think you have a more stronger round one opener with Maul since you can double move and throw uh, with him. This throw is online round one, which also helps your characters survive longer because a, a good strategy into Convocation is to throw a lot of stuff into them because they have so low physical defense. So if you can remove a size four uh, uh, round one, it's pretty good. You have more damage output and you get less damage from throws. Mm -hmm. You can even throw a size four and a three, removing terrain. Uh, so that's what I like about Maul. So he has a stronger start, but I think which 
uh, has a better is better in the long run, maybe. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but uh, looking down the list, you haven't taken either um, No More Mutants or Shush. <laughs> There's no room. Well, okay. <laughs> you need so so many cards. Oh man, these 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 players just you give them two extra tactics cards and they say there's still no enough. room. Yeah. No, no, but you basically have nine, right? With uh, yeah, because your leadership card. So, but still, yeah. Okay, yeah. who are the characters who you were considering who didn't make the roster, but you know were your eleventh or twelfth character that you would have loved to have got in there, but didn't have space for? Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, with the characters I have. I think. Um, well, there's some others. Uh, Nola for Wong. I think you did experiment with Wong a little bit, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did as an affiliated too. Uh, but uh, when I got did some more list, list building, I figured I would never need an affiliated two. And with uh -huh. the with the with now Bullseye is a two threat. I yeah, she just take him for the game plan. That makes sense. For sure. Okay, let's let's talk some tactics cards because man, the convocation have a lot of tactics cards available to them. So let's start with the affiliated ones. Which ones made the cut and which ones didn't? Uh, I don't think I left one at home. Maybe uh, they're yeah. also, they're also good. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we can we can we can list them off. Uh, Astral Ring is the first one. Yeah. Um, just remind because there's so many of them. Just remind me what Astral Ring does. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, the Astral Ring at the start of your this is from the top of my head. At the start of your activation, you play this card. Um, you put down a token within range three. You're considered to be at that point there for superpowers you use and attacks you make. And you're also contesting uh, the scoring from that point. So you can be, your model is a, is a bit more back and your attacks get more range. You're contesting from a safer distance. Uh, you will not get incinerated if you could test a demon portal uh, with that ring. Uh, I so guess it's also a response to being pushed away and controlled away as you go, well, I don't have to waste an action moving back. I'm going to use a tactics card to get me an action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it also prevents you from being uh, advanced and placed or pushed. I, I can't remember. Yeah, One it, it, it stops some of the movement stuff yeah. that people can yeah. do. Yeah, which can also be a pretty good yeah. Okay. So, um, and uh, yeah, how I feel like Astral Ring is one of the cards that is one of the higher floor, higher ceiling cards in terms of a lot of people will just not quite know what to do with it or when to play it or how to use it effectively. Is that, has that been your experience? Yeah, and that, that's you pretty you sum up convocation pretty, <laughs> pretty nicely. I think because they're they're kind of they're maybe the mo most complicated one to. To, to wrap your head around because all the cards they when I play games sometimes go oh wow this card is really good now <laughs> and mm. I I haven't even thought about it before when when some cards come up because yeah it opens up so many options you could use it late game when you're on a C on a flank and you want to uh, throw range five attacks all across the uh, across the table uh, with strange maybe or you want. Uh, yeah. You're on sword, let's say, and you want to stay contesting to make them have to roll the dice on one, but you want to try and flip one one in the middle. Yeah, for example, yeah, there, there are so many options. Uh, you can use it to extend the range of your superpowers, which is also, yeah, pretty good. Oh, does it for things like throws? Does it measure the distance from the throw from that character? I think you can use scalpel from uh, from the. Uh, 
Ooh, that's spicy. Now I'm doubting myself. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, check, check the rules for him is, is our professional advice. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up on, on the list. Uh, the next one, in affiliation we were talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, affiliation. Uh, uh, Arunba Books, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you're playing that pretty much every game, right? Can you imagine every game? Playing where you, twice, where you... probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get it back when someone gets KO'd. Can you imagine a game where you don't play it? No. <laughs> no, right, no, right. Moving I don't on. Think so. No. Real good. Play it. Gotcha. Yeah. Next up, uh, Orb of Agamotto is uh, in there, um, and that's that's the one that's the same as the Bifrost one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And again, it has many uses. Uh, I like to use it round one with Strange to port him up three. Uh, last activation, boost his sp uh, builder with Mordo. Uh, get the seven dice attack with Pierce, full rerolls, and you reach across the the middle field, uh, so you can double attack someone and just daze him round one, uh, fueling up strange for his area attacks later on. Huh? Yeah. It's almost like someone made a portal for him to walk through. <laughs> well, yeah, if you okay. were playing defenders, this is a good affiliation to, to, <laughs> to, 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 to jump into. <laughs> cool. Uh, next up. Uh, plane of Pol deck. Pol, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the same as the Cabal card. Yeah. Dark, Dark Rain. Yeah. Dark Rain. Yeah. It's but just it's very good for taking only down for hogs. Mystic attacks, isn't it? Yeah. Only for Mystic attacks. Yeah. Which uh, is where you, again you get a bit of synergy with the Hood having those out of affiliation yes. Mystic attackers and Scarlet yes. Witch slash more. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which all become super dangerous because they have like six dice uh, builders. Uh, not good, but uh, uh, Maul and. Uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. And then, last but not least? Uh, well, I have the, the Bar With No Doors as the leadership. Ah, but also, yeah. I have Book of Cagliostro. Uh, so, yeah, is... This, this is the one that I'm kind of most on the fence about. Uh, Me just too. From, just, yeah, it's the, uh, again, it's the sort of the ripoff of um, Cosmic Invigoration from Cabal, where you get to remove an activated token. Yeah. And, but it's even harder to set up because you need two characters that are within range. And three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it three? No, you need the character that's doing it and two other characters, don't you? Yeah, th those yeah. two have to be within range three of the characters. Yeah, that's within range three. But only the character that's doing it has to be the Convocation affiliation. Yeah, but it's that's... still, with, you know, if you're any kind of wide scenario, that can be really... Janky. Yeah, and that's where I never take it. But uh, uh, if you if we're gonna go into the crisis, you can see I force fights, so it's all bunched up. Uh, yep. we're yeah, yeah, that real thing. Yeah, and uh, uh, that's where the card uh, can be played, and yeah, it can be really good if you can act activate Doctor Strange twice, for example. That's where I often try to use it. Okay, so that's a lot of your card slots taken up. So I guess let's hit restricted cards. Which of the restricted cards do you like? Uh, field dressing and bit arrivals. Um, bit arrivals for uh, I always have a sort of auto play I do with uh, Ironbound Books into bit arrivals. So I often start round two with Ironbound Books, giving everyone super defense. Uh, and because I'm running a very narrow list often, uh, I I tend to keep priority, which means in round three. I start first again, which I can pop bit arrivals, lowering the damage output of the enemy characters again. It's not so much for the offensive side, more for the defensive side. The offensive side is a nice bonus. Um, and if my characters get one of my characters get KO'd between one, rounds one, two, and three, uh, I can open up round four again with the Ironbound books. Uh, 
So that's why I like bit arrivals there. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuel dressing, yeah, uh, everyone generates a lot of power, so it doesn't feel like uh, a hard card to play. And again, I force these narrow crises. Uh, uh, so I often have people in range of each other to use field dressing. So I like that one over, uh, say, a med pack. Or, uh, well, the one that stands out for me for this... Uh, brace. Yeah, you got yeah. it, is Brace. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be the one. So you like field dressing over Brace, and I, I, I respect that, but I think probably I would go the other way. Yeah, and uh, I don't think one or the other is, is be- better or worse, maybe, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. That's the thing in this game. It's not just one golden list out there. There's uh... for sure, yeah. yeah. And I can totally see not taking bitter rivals because, again, if you get forced onto a wide crisis, yep. then maybe it's a lot less valuable. So, half if the meta goes wide heavy, then I can see wanting to change that one out. Because oh, maybe you time. take Brace in that spot, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so you got a bit of flexibility there. Okay, so we've got a few unaffiliated cards. So only the creme, the creme de la creme. So what what makes the cut? Uh, well, the other ones are Disarm and Eyes on the Prize. Uh, Disarm, uh, because I, like I said, I like to use Iron by Books, then use Bit Arrivals, then maybe Iron by Books again. And on a round you need it, you can pop off Disarm as well. So your opponent is doing little to no damage over a couple of rounds. Mm. Which it's really, really interesting because you started this by saying you're uh, an attrition-focused uh, affiliation, but a lot of your tactics cards are giving you defensive tech. Yeah, so I get my attacks online with everyone every round was the idea. So, so you're uh, trying to maximize activations rather than yes. maximize damage. Yes, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. But an interesting approach. Okay, so in, in the world of random crisis... Oh, wait, uh, let's, let's circle back for a second. Tactics cards, what are the ones... We, we've mentioned a couple of them, but what are the ones that didn't quite make the cut but you would have loved to have found a spot for? Uh, yeah, Brace is one that's on mm-hmm. my mind. Uh, it's not out for everyone yet, but Indomitable is a very good card. Uh, but it's so hard to fit in. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that's going to be making the band restricted list before too long. Yeah, in my opinion, it should just release restricted, but yeah, <laughs> that's another thing they do. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. maybe uh, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe we need a little bit of counter control in our lives to level out the meta a bit. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. I've been using it with some other affiliations, and uh, yeah, it's kind of rough, become rough on Web Warriors, <laughs> I think. Well, it's well, it's the only nerf they got in the in the rule updates. So that's true. So maybe it's fine. Yeah, maybe it's fine. It feels a lot less oppressive than it's not an oppressive card. It's just a good card. Uh, a brace actually stops damage. This can stop damage as well. But yeah, it, it's got a lot of parallels to brace, hasn't it? Yeah, but the other cards. Yeah, I really like all the affiliated cards because they're just really strong cards. Um, but like mm-hmm. I said, this is not a, a the the the, uh, the best list or anything. You can... For sure. Yeah, yeah. This is just yeah. uh, what, what your thoughts on where you're at right now, and, and this might evolve. But yeah. it's, I think uh, convocation are really interesting, simply because a lot of affiliations you go, well, here's my best affiliated card. I'm taking that, and convocation does probably have that in Ironbound books. Um, here are my two restricted cards that I'm always going to take. Here is like. Uh, one card which is is stapled to the uh, affiliation for whatever reason, you know, it's yeah, RN, yeah, yeah, uh, right. And, and like I said, the card. Uh, so good example is maybe it. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. advanced R&D is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I Wait. used to have that one, but then uh, Huggy Bear remind me that I, for the play I, I described with the Orb of Agamotto porting up Strange, I used to do that with advanced R&D at Scalpel up Strange. That costs mm -hmm. four. Yeah. But Orb of Agamotto only costs three, so why waste it? I mean, you can yep. just switch, switch one card for another card. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, the point I was making is I think a lot of affiliations, the decision-making process used to be that you would go, well, here are my four cards, which are three or four cards, which are basically locked in, and I have one or two flex. Uh, and that decision-making process is actually quite simple. But with Convocation, it really feels like you've got essentially five flex spots. Uh, and so the opportunity to get that really, really right or really, really wrong is actually quite a significant skill challenge in in turn zero for complication. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's all yeah. You have to really know the affiliation, and have, I think you have to have a few more reps in with this uh, affiliation than maybe for others to really get when to take which card. And like you said, you can easily make mistakes, and that can yeah uh, make or break a game uh, in mm. turn zero. Right. So let's move on to crises. So what is it? So you're, you're saying you're attrition focused. So am I going to see a lot of the standard attrition focused crises in this roster? I, yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. it's it's pretty straightforward, actually. Uh, uh, if we look at extracts, uh, I think scrolls and alien ship. I never try to search it. Uh, yeah. Just leave it on the table. If my Need, opponent wants yeah. to waste power, sure. If they get it, you can hunt them down very easily with strange uh, and take it off them or with voodoo. Yeah, 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 don't even have to daze them for sure. Okay, so th those two totally make sense. What about the third one? Um, it used to be a research station for me uh, because it forces a central fight. You can get Strange's uh, AoE attack off. So I don't think it's a, a bad one. <laughs> yeah, anyone who hasn't seen our game, go watch our game for Cookie making endless Strange AoE attacks. It was There was like three or four of them. It was mad. Yeah, and if you have like three or four characters, four may be a bit rich, but you have three opponents uh, around you on research station, that's like uh, that's three attacks, but he has full rerolls, so it's super consistent, get the best of six attacks, like uh, sort of. Yeah. yeah, and he can, once he gets going, you can do it round two, three, so you get it off two times probably, which is, uh, yeah, pretty good. But I've switched it out for uh, Fear Grips, because um, uh, you have some easy ways to, to get two hammers on Strange with eyes on the prize. Uh, and Strange with two hammers is pretty good. You're, you're happy putting two hammers on Strange. You don't feel he's got a massive target painted on him in the middle of the board. Well, you have the Iron Babooks around too. He doesn't die. It's pretty hard to get to. I mean, you don't. It's not an I, I will do this all the time kind of play. Uh, I mean, if your opponent has lots of energy attacks, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's range two off from the center. Uh, yeah. Uh, with eyes on the prize. Yeah, so the prize. I mean, yeah, so probably not quite because you're probably at an angle. But I, I, And you can either you can pick either side as well. So if they've loaded yes. a whole load of tech on one side, you can go to the other you side. You go to the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a flyer. So I, I can see that. Um, uh, it's not quite as good, I suppose, if you don't have priority. No, because then they can can choose. So, like like I said, it's not. I, I will yeah. not always use eyes on the price for for that one. But um, you just mentioned the the gem on Loki. If Loki has a space gem, he can grab yeah. an extract from the center and be safe. So that's always an option, I think. 
Yep, and you say be safe. Do you want to dig into some of the some of the normal tech which might be used, which maybe doesn't work so well against him? Uh, against Loki, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, web warriors like to move up, shoot, and then do a web pull because it generates one power. But yeah, Loki has uh, his bubble that all the superpowers cost one more, which also is range four. So it's really hard to displace him or pull him in. Uh, yeah, that applies. One thing I could see walking, working is Mystique's uh, deception. Yeah, that totally works. But uh, another example of something that doesn't work is uh, Enchantress's Siren's Call. Oh, yeah, it uh, doesn't yeah. work. Well, yeah. well, actually, R&D, of course. Sure, it's, but I, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot less of R&D because of yeah. the change to it. Yeah, probably. Okay, uh, did you consider some of the other uh, attrition-focused extracts like uh, Wakandan Herb, for example? Mm, I did. But uh, uh, well, maybe they can st score it pretty fast with Strange with the scalpel. I don't know. Um, it's um, yeah, it could be good, but I don't like crises where if the opponent has a good plan for it, they win. So what on her? It's a bit of a risk, right? If if yeah. you're playing against Criminal Syndicate, they could pass along that herb and score it round two, and I don't have that option, so yeah. I'll probably lose on that one. So I, I just skip it. But it's a good one. Lists, yeah, as well, can have a round one score if they want with Medusa and Lockjaw. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, yeah. So I I don't want to take that risk, and I prefer the uh, the seventeen points uh, or higher missions with uh, complication. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. Why do you like the high threats? Uh, because you can bring in heavy hitters, and uh, most people tend to go five or six wide. And I go one less, so I get prio and have strong characters, and basically do the black order game plan of focusing on one side, taking out that side, and then out controlling the rest of the models on the other flanks. Uh, and uh, yeah. you you can bring in like uh, a Scarlet Witch, uh, and on twenty points you can bring Scarlet Witch and Zemo, so making it super consistent. Uh, so yeah, I like to play with more stuff. I mean, you make a great point there comparing it to Black Order. Why would I want to play Convocation instead of Black Order? Uh, they're more flexible, uh, I think. Uh, Black Order is... Uh, I mean, there's there a strong affiliation Black Order. Um, but they also have some weaknesses. Uh, it, it's very hard to go past the three characters with Thanos, Corvus, and Proxima. Uh, so when I'm playing on, uh, say, pay-to-flip secures or some crises where I want to be more spread out... Uh, convocation can be still very good in attrition, be good in control, and also have more activations uh, uh, to play with if you want to. Mm. And that, those extra activations make it a little bit more forgiving to small mistakes or dice flubs. Yeah, and, or and, and react to your opponent. And yeah, so they do something, you do something, and you can, especially on pay the flip secures. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, let's let's move on finally to our secures. Uh, I'm not going to expect any huge surprises here, but what do you got? Uh, Demons downtown, uh, 90 points, forces fights, has out incinerate, which is great for Mordo to spread around. People usually put one model in the center, the other one's near it or, or close, and then they get still get incinerated. Uh, and it's a slower secure, which is mm -hmm. also good. Intrusions open across cities, also 90 points. Uh, just as so, so three points is still three points, but slower, secure, and it's a C shape. And you can teleport uh, uh, from one point to the other, which 
in my experience, I've found that people still tend to clump up around one because of it, which also helps with Strange's area attack, uh, which I like. Um, and the last one is Terrigen Clouds. It's, it's 20 points, uh, and you can really play into dominate one flank and then control the other flank afterwards. Uh, so, uh, something I like to do is just go full in on one side, you win it, and then uh, you get you deal with the other side later, moving it over to you in the rounds, and then, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. To finish up, we've got three Christmas-themed questions just to round it out. Uh, so, Santa has many elves helping him. Who is your affiliation's unsung hero that you cannot live without and maybe doesn't get enough credit? Um, so, in affiliation. Yep. Uh, who does, Mordo doesn't get enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, no, I can see that. Sitting in the back, popping off, boosting dice when it's really vital to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, what is the gift AMG gave your affiliation this year you're most happy with? Well, the affiliation itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty new. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and what is on your affiliation Christmas list for the future? Uh, well, they're pretty new. So uh, I'm kind of happy with what they're doing. And I still am figuring out what they want for matchups. So. Uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what they have. Uh, if some more characters with good mystic defensive tech to uh, synergize well with the Ironbound books, that's uh, something you uh, want to look out for, I think. Yeah, I, I, the thing that stands out for me is uh, Wanda. Why is Wanda not in Convocation? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, she'd fit great thematically. She'd fit great mechanically. I just think, yeah, put Wonder on Convocation's affiliated list. That'd be my Christmas that list. Yeah, and it would be perfectly fine, I think. Nothing, nothing that breaks the game because of it. You can take her anyway, so why not make her affiliated? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, um, Dave, if people want to get in contact with you, how would they go about doing that? Uh, best way is to find me over on the, the Discords. Uh, you can find me under uh, Utility Cookie. Wonderful. And uh, thanks again for uh, taking the time to talk about Convocation. And we'll see you next time on The Danger Room.